Welcome to the Enliven Beverage Deal Podcast, where we're all about helping you create beverage partnerships that make you money, save you money, and delight your customers. Week by week, we take the guesswork out of pouring rights. I'm your host, Tim Harms. We've got a great show for you today. Stay tuned. Well, if you are listening to this podcast, I would guess that you are interested in exploring your maybe your first or perhaps your next beverage deal, your pouring rights agreements. And it's often that we uh, talk to folks who are interested and intrigued, but kind of just want some more information, want to know what is the process like? Who do I need to get involved? How long will it take? What are the pitfalls to avoid? What are the challenges? How do I navigate this process? And uh, people are looking for a roadmap, and, and more than even a roadmap, but maybe just another perspective of someone who has gone down this path before and, and what their experience was. And I'm, I'm really excited about today's episode uh, because we are welcoming Julie Hamill. She's a Senior Director of Food and Nutritional Services at Rochester Regional Health. Rochester Regional Health is a, a IDN, a healthcare system. Uh, based in Rochester, New York, they've got five hospitals, uh, including home health programs and outpatient uh, facilities, rehab programs, surgery centers, assisted living. And they recently went down this path. They negotiated uh, with Coca-Cola and PepsiCo for a, a pouring arts agreement, a beverage deal uh, covering their entire health care system. And just a little while ago, um, actually, our health care practice leader, Heather Neeson. She's been a guest on on the show before. She sat down with Julie uh, to just discuss what her path was like and what her experience uh, was negotiating uh, this this program and, and, and how the program worked for her. We thought we'd open up that conversation to you, let you listen in, and uh, I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, I'll pass it off to a pre-recorded interview uh, between Heather Neeson at Enliven and Julie Hamill at Rochester Regional Health. Rochester Regional Health serves the greater Rochester area across western New York. I have a map over here. Western New York and the, great, and the Finger Lakes region. Um, and Rochester operates five acute care hospitals, five skilled nursing facilities, um, and some other sites, and is Rochester's second largest employer. Um, and Julie um, is the senior director for food and nutrition services. She started at Unity Hospital nearly 20 years ago and was promoted to senior director in 2018. Uh, and so Julie today oversees all of Rochester's food and nutrition operations, and she has been instrumental in designing and constructing multiple cafes and cafeterias or and kitchens, and most recently, the Wolfgang Puck Restaurant. So, Julie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and you, you mentioned to me earlier, right, that you had been to three different facilities this morning alone. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Fighting through the snow. Yeah, <laughs> Awesome. Well, good. Well, good. Well, before we dive into your experience with Beverage Deal, like we just talked about, just want to acknowledge, of course, this year has been quite a year. Um, how has the pandemic and just all the different changes you've had to make, how has it been for you and your team? Uh, I think, I guess I'm confident in saying it's been um, 
probably the experience has been the same, very challenging as the rest of um, all the other healthcare uh, facilities in the in the country have experienced. Um, having both acute care and long-term care, we met different challenges at both places uh, that um, you know brought in all different stuff. But for our food service staff, I think mostly the biggest challenge was um, we the, the staff shortages that we felt uh, in the nursing departments mm-hmm. brought a lot of new challenges for our staff. We actually have uh, in two of our larger hospitals, the food service staff actually going into COVID patients, being fitted for N95, serving. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So uh, that was very challenging. And being in Rochester, uh, two of our hospitals actually had the most cases. At one point, we had over 400 uh, COVID patients between two hospitals. So it was challenging at mm-hmm. times. But we're uh, seeing that go down. So, Yeah. And in your role doing food nutrition, still getting meals to patients Mm -hmm. and still needing to operate, right? I mean, there was not really a decline in your need for services. Yeah. Actually, in our our census was uh, all of our censuses, uh, census in all of our locations were actually uh, higher than than average. I mean, there was just so many patients, you know, taking single rooms and making them double. And so, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I know when we've spoken throughout the year, you've been always in the office. And like I mentioned, we're remote and we just are really, we we don't take it for granted. And we really thank you for just going into the office and, 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 and serving all these patients like you do every day. So thank you. Awesome. Well, good. Well, well, let's take us back, (laughs) back in time to the beginning of 2020. So we, you know, we met in person, which is crazy in January of last year. So tell us a little bit about what was going on in January of last year that caused Rochester Regional Health to explore a beverage deal. Okay. So uh, you had mentioned uh, in the beginning, a little quick, we merged in 2014, and it was midway through the year that we, the merger beca- began, uh, which was going to be a four to five year merger. It started with two hospitals, and gradually we added and got to the five hospitals and uh, five uh, long-term care facilities. So during those first few years, uh, merging vendors and uh, picking, you know, who we were going to go with was not really top priority. It was more just basically staffing and those kinds of things. But as the years got closer, we finally, I think it was in 2018, decided to come up with one um, primary uh, vendor for our food service. And we started Mm -hmm. for our food and then looking at our produce and our bread and all of that. Eventually it got down to, okay, now we're into Pepsi, Coke because half of our facilities, literally half of the facilities were Pepsi and half of them were Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point was causing some conversation amongst staff because why when I'm over here, can I get this? But when I'm over at right. that facility, I can't. And we started to see a lot of the staff crossing over and going to multiple facilities um, and working. So that's where it became, became an opportunity for us to decide. That's right. Um, it's a hard decision to make. Um, when you're just sitting there with purchasing. And so <laughs> having the opportunity to work with you guys helped us make a, a really good decision, you know, made it a lot easier. And I guess it, it, by default of your title, it makes sense why you were involved, but we had a couple people that were all involved. So maybe 
how, how did you guys decide on like who would be part of that decision? So all of our contracts always have to go through um, purchasing. And okay. uh, so we definitely had purchasing drove it. They began the process for us, um, but it ended up being myself and purchasing who worked on it along with you all. Uh, but then once we got down to the, the actual facilities, we started to bring in each food service manager or retail mm-hmm. manager or director from each facility. Mm-hmm. So the group grew, but in the very beginning, we kept the group fairly small with just myself mm-hmm. and um, the two representatives from purchasing that mm-hmm. would, you know, get involved with contracts and all of that. Yeah. And it seems like you maintain a really good relationship with each of the sites, like the directors on the on-site, you, you talk to them all the time and have good communication. So you're probably a great point person to kind of gather the, the feedback and, and the requests. So great. Perfect. Okay. So thinking back to that time too, I'm like imagining us sitting around that, that little table. Um, but thinking back to when we first started talking, um, was there anything in particular you were worried about or did you have any kind of like fears going into the project? I, I don't really think we had, I had fears. I think at the very beginning, when we first met, everything was so you, it was so spelled out for. And this is how the process is going to go. Um, I think the maybe the biggest concern of mine at the time was that we were so large, and we had vending machines. We you know we 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 right. vending into it. We had gift shops. We had uh, you know doctors' offices. Just so much, and it was like, are we going to capture everything? Is is everything? Mm-hmm. In, in the as everything on on the paper and, and actually it was and uh i think the other thing at the time when we first met was that there was plans for you know us to be able to tour the companies through and everyone was going to take a right. look so in the very beginning no there really wasn't any concerns <laughs> until covid hit <laughs> right yeah. right and then at that point it was like oh my god how are we going to do this but we we did it and we did it great it went well yeah no it's a great point you're right julie and in in um in a pre-COVID world, we do we love to have the beverage representatives come to each organization and show samples and taste it, and then the headquarters for both facility for both companies. You know, we've done site visits. So you're right. So COVID hit, um, and you're right. I think we we were um, we were chatting a lot during that time. Um, how do you, how did it affect the process for you all? Um, obviously we couldn't do those tours, but in what other ways did, did you feel like it affected the project? I think we had, uh, we had a great opportunity in the very beginning that, um, we were able to, at least with the, uh, with Alive and, and do the tours. Mm-hmm. The That's tour. right. Yes. And we, and we went around and, and I spent two, two days, I think we did it in, or in, actually in a day and a half. Oh my God. We went to every facility. <laughs> Yes. COVID was just starting at that time. Uh, you guys were able to take, I forget who it was who came. Um, Monica and our team. Yeah. Monica, yeah. Yes, Monica and, yes. I, and she took pictures of every location of every piece of equipment. Uh, yes. We documented everything and, and we did that all in a day uh, or in two days, but a half day, one day and a half day because it was snowing and she needed to get out. Um, <laughs> always snowing in Rochester. Yeah, snowing. <laughs> and, uh, but we did. And there was a lot of picture taking and a lot of um, time spent and a lot of note taking. So she had a very good idea when we were, when you guys were ready to uh, work with the companies with the, um, 
with Pepsi or with Coke on what we needed for equipment, where it was going to go. We had a really yes. good understanding yes. of that. So when we went into the part where normally they would be able to come and see, and they wanted to, we were just, they couldn't come in the buildings. So right. they really had to go on that information and yeah. it worked. It, it, yeah. it, everything was there. You know, you guys did a great job letting them know the equipment that needed to be. It was a lot too. Yeah. A lot of equipment, a lot of places. That's thank you for sharing that too. Cause I, I, you know, it's sometimes we focus so much on the numbers of how much is being purchased, right? Like how many cases are being purchased in gallons. And part of our job at Enliven is to take the opportunity in its kind of full scope to the beverage companies and really make sure they understand the opportunity they have. And, and that does factor into the equipment, you know, and, you know, even if you don't have vending or you have a different company, you know, Pepsi and Coke have really great ways of looking at those programs and they want to see the sites and they want to understand it. So Julie taking us around was really helpful having that information. And that's what we would do for, you know, any system is try to capture as much information as possible. Um, again, to be able to tell Coke and Pepsi and, and Coke and Pepsi have got a tough job too. They've got to take the opportunity like Rochester Regional and go internally and sort of be the advocate for funding, right? So the more information they've got and the more excited they get, um, just makes for a really great process. So yeah, um, it's time well spent. So thank you for doing that. Um, okay, so perfect. So some people may be thinking, um, we've heard this before of, um, you know, a project like this sounds great, um, but we are busy. <laughs> um, so do you mind sharing kind of your involvement in the amount of time that you had to spend working on this project? Cause you were really our point person. This is, yeah, I, I was the point person. And the thing that's amazing out of this is I, I feel like I spent very little time because we were in the middle of COVID. So I didn't have a lot right. of time to do much, but the time that we did spend was so, it, it was, it was scheduled. We would have our weekly meeting and right. we would get on and we, and, and it was quick and it was to the point and it was what was going on and what was the next step and what you needed from me or what I needed from you. Mm -hmm. And it was very, very, it wasn't, it was not time consuming at all. Good. I Good. Yeah, the, the the most time spent in one lump sum was initially the first when I took Monica mm -hmm. and I went for those two days. Right, and right. Looked at all the facilities, but after that, no, mm -hmm. it really wasn't. Uh, it, the communication was great. It was you guys were always on. I mean, sometimes I missed it because <laughs> it's COVID, right? No, yeah, it but it, and, and I had your your numbers. I could call and say, "Hey, I'm not going to make it," or "I'm sorry, I missed it." It, it was just very, very um, smooth. Good. Yeah. And I think that's a good point too. I mean, I think there's the, the, the upfront, there's always a little bit of extra work. We're collecting data. Um, we're getting to know you, we're putting together the RFP, but, um, that's our hope. And I'm so glad that was your experience, Julie, of once we got that initial information, it should be really hands-off for you. Um, you know, it's a, and then our goal is to really bring you final offers from Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper to say, um, you know, here, choose one, <laughs> here's the pros and cons. So, um, Good, good. Okay. Um, kind of last question, and then just any other thoughts you have on the on the whole experience, I'd be happy to share them. Um, but do you remember, you know, I, I asked you about your fears at the outset of the program. Um, as you, you know, socialized the deal and you started to come to that, I, I, we got to make a decision. Did you feel like there were any concerns from stakeholders at Rochester? And if so, you know, how are they handled? 
I think that the concern that there was a little bit of a concern, because like I said earlier, we were split 50-50. 50% of our, our facilities had Coke and the other 50 had Pepsi. Um, it, it's just like anything else. There's always going to be somebody who says something, but there really wasn't. Um, I think that administration and, and sharing with administration the savings that we were seeing as a system yeah. and understanding why we were doing this um, Really, we were very honest if staff came to us and said, why Why now? Why are we changing this facility to Pepsi? Uh, the, the reason is, is that we're doing, you know, an exclusive pouring rights in contract. We are saving the system money and it's amounting to significant dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, they were very understanding. Yeah. They really were. I, we haven't had any really, truly issues. And, and I think actually our CEO would have you know, wasn't really particularly fond. <laughs> he was like, I would rather stay with the Coke and he's fine with it. Everybody's fine. Right. Everybody's Good. And I think the only other concern that we probably had was that um, with the exclusive pouring rights, we use the Pepsi products up on the patient trays. And mm -hmm. the managers at the facilities were like, oh my God, this is going to walk. The people are going to be taking <laughs> left and right. They're going to be drinking it. And we have not seen that. I mean, yes, yeah. you're always going to get somebody who's going to do, but we have not seen this huge uptick in our our usage for our patient care or anything. And if anything, good. we've heard positive comments back from patients. They like to see, oh, good. Yeah. To see that name brand on the tray. Yeah, it makes people feel like, it's silly, isn't it? How like just a branded soda can make people feel like the experience is better but yeah. you you actually mentioned two really good common fears right like yeah with the with the product walk because mm -hmm. it's now not an off-brand um and we haven't really seen that so I'm glad that that's been true for you guys um and then yeah there's always that fear around I'm taking away someone's favorite beverage like um but I think um you know what we've seen and in, in it sounds like what you've seen too is that people while they may not be able to get their favorite beverage because those portfolios are so big, they're like, well, I would normally get my favorite diet soda, but look, there's a sparkling water I want to try. And, and so it almost opens up that opportunity. So sometimes there is pushback. People love their products, but often um, it's not as, as big a pushback as, as people kind of imagine, I think. That is um, really uh, a very accurate statement because that is one thing we did do in uh, some of our larger locations. We concentrated more on new things that they had not seen. Um, oh, even, good. Yeah. Even in our current locations that had Pepsi, we mm -hmm. brought in the bubbly, you know, waters. We brought in good. waters and we featured those and those things were exciting and new. Mm -hmm. So I think people were surprised. I was pleasantly surprised when you really sit down and take a look at the product line and how large they are and the opportunity you don't realize that when you just have your pepsi right. or your coke uh mm -mm. person coming in salesman coming in once every you know month or something like that. you don't realize all the things that are out there yeah and we also wrapped our coolers or did you know really neat things to make it look different and exciting you know yeah I, I should have put a picture in here uh yeah julie and her team got um, they have a deal with Pepsi, like she's mentioned, and they were able to get these really neat cooler wrappers that have Rochester's logo on them. And then a different, is it, I think it changes right per season of like the messaging, um, and, and highlights different products, which is just fun, especially since you've been a part of so many cafeteria designs, you, you know, you got to keep it fresh and relevant. Um, 
So this can help you do that too, without having to spend any of your own money. It's just nice to have a partner to come in and do that. It was wonderful. Great experience. Good, good. Well, and and Julie knows this, um, but just for those listening, I mentioned earlier that we stay engaged for the length of the term. So the last thing we want to do is work with a team like uh, Rochester and Julie and get these great promises and then you know, a year out and you're not getting the payments or you're not getting the service you need. Um, so Michael and I work with Julie and her team still today, and we will for the length of their contract and any kind of issues that pop up. And we've had a couple, I mean, just run of the mill issues that we've got to iron out. Um, and so we still get to work with Julie, which is a pleasure. Um, and we still will. So you're stuck with us, Julie. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. You're right. I did want to say that you guys have been very um, receptive and really quick to respond to any kind of concerns if there are any. And again, they've all been minor, mm-hmm. but it's just a simple phone call and you're like, I'm on it. I'll take care of it. And that's just something that's off my plate. I don't have to worry about. Good. Exactly. I think that that's, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but that is something that we, we work with restaurants and with airports and, you know, in a restaurant setting kind of, you know, your beverages, you can't really get your sandwich, your pizza without a beverage. In healthcare, that is not your main concern. Um, I mean, obviously, food nutrition services is important, but beverages is not to the level of you know um, the, of, of the main function of a hospital and, and caring for human life. But it's still really important. So we just are happy that you've had that experience. Like I said, happy to partner with you. And for anyone listening, would love to do that for you as well. So, Julie, thanks for your time. Thanks everyone for listening in. Hope you found that informative. If you have a burning question about your beverage negotiation or partnership, we'd love to hear from you and answer it on this podcast. Reach out to us by emailing podcast at enlivenpartnership.com. And hey, before we sign off, I want to remind you that you can take both the guesswork and the legwork out of your beverage partnership. You can level the playing field in your beverage negotiations and you can save or make your company millions through a new or an improved beverage agreement. The first step is a free beverage opportunity analysis, which will tell you just how much you can save or you can make. Sign up for your free beverage opportunity analysis at enlivenpartnership.com and by clicking free savings estimate. On behalf of everyone here at Enliven, thanks for listening in.